Well, hey, hey, good morning, guys. It is good to be here. Uh, there, it is always a treat whenever uh, Lindsay and I, we get an excuse to come out to Decatur uh, and worship with you guys here. So it is, uh, it is good to be here. Uh, before I get started, um, let's just pray. There, Heavenly Father, I thank you just for this, this time that we were able to, to come together uh, just as a community uh, to, to worship you. And I pray that, uh, that what, what happens here would, would be honoring to you, but also as we, we open your word up, uh, God, I ask that you would do your part, uh, that, that you would uh, speak to us through your word, help us to, to understand it, uh, but then also to, to simply to, to submit to what we find in scripture. Uh, God, I also ask that, that you would just uh, be with all of us and, and help us to not be distracted by what happened this past week or, or what might be coming up this week, but uh, just for, for us as, as we're all gathered here together to, to be here uh, with one another, uh, that, that as afterwards, as, as we wrap up here today, that uh, the, the fellowship uh, would continue, uh, that, that people would come back here in the evening once again just to, to gather as a body of believers. Uh, but Lord, we thank you and we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. There, so uh, as, as Michael was telling me about this trip, uh, that you guys are about to go on through, through the book of Philippians. Uh, he, he asked me uh, there to, to come uh, and, and just to, to tell my story. And so th uh, that's, that's what I'm uh, here to do. When, as I was talking with Michael about uh, the, just kind of what he wanted and, and kind of what he was looking for, uh, he, and I asked him, you know, hey, how long do you, you normally preach for? What's the, the timetable you're looking for? And uh, Michael said, you know, I normally preach for, you know, about an hour, you know, 75 minutes or so. So um, <laughs> kidding on that front. But uh, yeah, so uh, he, he asked me to come in and, and just simply uh, to tell my story um, there. And, and so this is where the, the title, just a, a life changed by Jesus. And uh, there, so uh, for, for those of you who don't know me well, uh, there, I'm originally not here from Alabama. I grew up in Michigan. Uh, and for the first 14 years of life, and then just through a, a series of unfortunate events, um, there my dad no longer had any options, and so looking for a job and, and a way to provide, he found a job down here uh, in Athens, Alabama, working as a, a manufacturing engineer. Uh, my brother Andrew and I, we finished growing up uh, here in northern Alabama, and then uh, I went to, to college, uh, got an engineering degree, kind of settled in. Uh, in here, and uh, through that, that whole time, uh, but I was raised in the church, and grew, you know, if the, if the doors were open, I was there. I was there for Wednesday night Bible study. I was there for Sunday uh, morning, Sunday evenings, and it was great. It was awesome. I had amazing youth ministers. I had uh, an amazing, uh, our, our senior pastor had uh, amazing youth sponsors who, who loved us well, who uh, took us off to, to the side, did small groups, really well. And, and so as I came out of high school, uh, I just followed the example that, that had been set before me. And I jumped right in to, uh, to teaching Sunday school. I taught our, our junior hires, and then it became our junior and senior hires. Uh, and uh, through Andy, uh, some of you guys may know Andy Ellingwood, uh, I just jumped right into, uh, I graduated youth group and, and jumped right in as a youth sponsor. Because uh, that, that's what was modeled for me. That's what you do. You, you find a, a place in the church and, and you plug in and, and that's what you do. And that's what was modeled for me. And, and so I did that. I was teaching Sunday school. I was plugged in uh, with, with our, our youth group. 
and uh, and it was great. Uh, had a, a real you know servant's attitude, as as they would say. Uh, I, up in Michigan, we had those movable walls. I don't know if some of you guys probably remember those. And so every week, uh, we would open up, uh, you know, tear down the, the Sunday school setup, move all those walls, and have this big open space, um, you know, for kids to chuck balls at each other. And it was, you know, really fun. And uh, but you know, so if chairs needed moving, I was there to move them. If, if uh, you know needed to go on a mission trip, I I, I would sign up. I, I was all about that. Uh, and, and, and so I thought in, in that coming down here that this is, you know, I, I was a mature Christian. This is what it was supposed to be. It's what was modeled for me. And, and I thought I had it uh, all together. And, and then I uh, came to realize, you know, slowly that, well, maybe, maybe not. And it was actually, I say slowly, uh, it was actually rather sudden. Um, you see, because I, I came to this realization because even in all of that, Teaching Sunday school, hanging out with kids in youth group, um, going on mission trips. I would still, I was still your stereotypical engineer. Okay, um, I, I was your, I was your introvert's introvert. If you weren't one of the few people that I liked, I wanted nothing to do with you, right? I, I would say, I love God, but man, I hate people. People are messy. It, there are pains in the butt, right? And, and so I, I would say that, you know, it's like, hey, I, I love God, but but I don't like people, and. And again, and, and, but I was a mature Christian. I, I would serve, I was teaching, I was, I was doing all these things. But, but man, this is just how God made me. I'm an engineer. I, like, I, I wasn't made for people. I wasn't made uh, to, to be relational. And you know, that, that's just how God made me. And, 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 I thought I was ha- and I thought I was happy that way. And, and, and I would have told you, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I'm, I'm living the life that, that God made for me. And like that... You know, it, and then there was this this thing. Uh, John, our, our uh, minister, he he invited me and some others to, to go to this thing uh, called DS One. And so he he invited uh, you know myself, uh, my wife Lindsay, uh, and and we went with some others. And, and through that, we came. Uh, they just there was no magic things that they said. There was, there was no magic pill. They just simply put things very plainly in scripture that that I had never seen before. And so as I, we're working through this. I, I just want to quickly walk you through some of the scripture that, that really started this change in my life. Uh, and, and so it, it starts with, uh, in Genesis, right? It starts at the very beginning. You see, uh, God had made all of creation. And, and then, uh, as, as many of us know, right? He, he made all of creation. And then he came and he made man. And, and, and what did God say, right? In, in Genesis uh, 1, 26, 27, uh, he, he said, let us make man in our image. You see, and, and books have been written on this topic about what does this, this say? Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. You see, God made us in his image, in his likeness. That, that means that, that our, our character, that, that our, our nature is, is like his, you see. Now, it, it's been tainted and marred by sin, but, but it's all still there. And, and so then uh, they, they came on and, and said next, you see, that we were made to be relational. And, and then Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, uh, he goes on and, and he's preaching this big sermon on the mount. 
And, and, and he says this, do not think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. You see, this as Jesus was bringing the new covenant in, there he, he wasn't bringing, abolishing the old law. And, and the old law to the Jews uh, was, was this. You know, you, many of you, you know it, the Ten Commandments. What, what are some of those? Pop them off. Don't kill, don't kill. Okay, don't kill. Love your, what? Okay, it, it's in there for sure. Honor your mother and your father, right? Yeah, some of the kids are still in here. Um, <laughs> honor your mother and your father, and, and it will be well with you. What were some others? Have no other gods before me, right? There, uh, honor the Sabbath, right? Uh, do not covet, do not steal, do not commit adultery, right? And, and so uh, they simply, as I'm sitting here nodding my head like, yep, yep, okay, I'm on board. God made us in, you know, I'm not sure about this relational part, but, but I'm made in God's image, right? Man is, is special. Uh, and, and yep, okay, I know the Ten Commandments. And Jesus didn't come to, to abolish the law, but, but to fulfill that perfectly. And, and then I, I'd heard it before, and I knew this in my head, right? But, but it hadn't really moved in, into my heart or, or my, my hands and feet yet. Because then they, they, it's like, you see, the Ten Commandments, they're, they're relational. The, the first ones are, are about a right relationship with God. They, they set the boundaries for a proper relationship with God. And then the last ones describe a proper relationship with each other. The Ten Commandments at their heart is relationship. And, and so I, I was nodding my head like, oh, okay, okay. And, and so here... Uh, next, you see Jesus, uh, as, as we were going through and, and talking, next came this in, in Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. You see, but when Jesus heard that, the, that uh, the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered themselves together. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your heart, uh, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. You see, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. And I, I still was acknowledging, I was still nodding my head. You see, yeah, okay, I, I get it. I, I have to love God. And, and I kind of it, it, you know, it's, it's weird looking back on it because so, it was so plain to me now, but, but I kind of just, you know, it's like, okay, like I have to, you know, serve people, and that, that's what it means. I, I have to serve. Okay. I, I, I can serve. And, and so, uh, th and then next, uh, as I'm sitting here and, and just listening to uh, an, another sermon, uh, one that I'd, I'd heard sermons uh, hundreds of times, you know, thousands of sermons and, and so as I'm sitting here listening to, to yet another, uh, then they, they told me this one. And, and many of you, you know, uh, the, the fruits of the Spirit. Um, name some of those. What are some of the fruits of the Spirit? Love. Love. Patience. 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 Gentleness. Joy. Joy. Kindness. Self-control. Right? All of peace. <laughs> right? All of these uh, here. And, and then they said this, and, and this was a thought that, that, that was really new to me. I, I hadn't 
really ever stopped to consider it before. And, and it was, it's impossible to live, to live out the fruit of the Spirit alone. It cannot be done. You see, unlike God, God before creation was made, because God is the, the Trinity, right? God is, is one, uh, one God, but three persons, and, and they were in perfect love, perfect harmony and unity before creation, and they still are today, right? But, but me, I'm, I'm just one person. I'm Matt. I can't show love alone. It's impossible. There has to be another. Um, same thing, patience. I can't really be patient absent to, you know, in, in my own little bubble. Any, any of these joyful, who am I going to share that joy with? Who am I going to express that joy to? And, and, and it just follows that all of these, that at the core of the fruits of the Spirit, this relationship. And that was the first one that, that really got me thinking. That, that one started this change. And because I realized that, oh, they're, they're right. Like, I, I cannot express the fruit of the Spirit. I can't follow Jesus and, and be a Christian and not be in relationship with people. You see, and, and so this was uh, the, the, the next part of this story. It, it happened fairly quickly, but God was building up through this through, throughout a long time. Uh, many of you have probably heard this verse before. Matthew chapter 4 verses 17 through 20, say this. You see, from that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. And as, as at, at this conference, as, as we went into our, our small group time, and we were talking about this and talking about what it meant to be a, a, a disciple of, of Jesus and, and uh, not just someone who, who went, came to church, not someone, just someone who, who did all the, the right things, but, but was someone who was following Jesus, someone who was being changed by Jesus, and, and someone who was on mission with Jesus. And as we were talking through kind of what that, that really looked like, um, there, this is probably just one of the, the, the biggest times I, I, really can know, uh, I, I really know that, that God, not, not in an audible way or anything like that, but God spoke to me there. And, and you see, because as I was sitting in this, this small group and, and talking through these things, I, I had this thought that I, I've missed it. For, for 20 years, I've missed it. And I haven't been following Jesus in, in the way that he's been asking me to. You see, because I, 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 that, that phrase, I love God, but I hate people, came to mind. And, and, and that I can't do that. And, and so it just became abundantly clear to me in that moment that, that if I'm going to, to love Jesus, if I'm going to follow Jesus, I have to learn to love people. And, and, and in that moment, that there were, it, it became clean, uh, uh, clear as day to me that, that I had a choice to make. I, that, that I could either uh, walk away from the church, walk away from Jesus, uh, because I, I realized that, hey, I haven't been living what, what he's been preaching. I've been in church. I've been doing all these things I'm, I'm serving, but, but I haven't been following Jesus' teaching. So I'm either going to just say, hey, it's all wrong, and, and, and reject the Bible and, and walk away, 
or I'm going to begin to learn to love people as I, learn, as I really start following Jesus. And, and that was an uncomfortable thought, right? Because that, that's all I'd ever known for, for 20 years was, was the church. And so I, I tried to push the thought away because, you know, many of you guys have, have had the, the thought uh, there. An uncomfortable thought comes to mind, like, man, I have to do the dishes or I have to do laundry. I'll think about that later, right? We all do that. And, and when, when an uncomfortable thought comes to mind, we push it away. I'll, I'll, I'll think about that later. And, and so that's what I tried to do. Oh, well, that, that's a great thought. I'll, I'll think about that later. And, and so I, I tried to tune back in to, to what was happening uh, around me. And for whatever reason there, it, and now looking back, it, it's clear that that was God. It was, you know, hey, no, you're not going to push this thought away. You're not going to, to move on from here until you've made a decision. You're, you're going to decide here and now which it's going to be. And, and so um, I, I'm also a lover of apologetics. I, I have been studying uh, apologetics, but, uh, history, philosophy, all of, all of the E's, as it were, uh, for, for years. And, and, and I knew that Christianity, that, that what the Bible's description of reality is, is the, the, the most accurate. It's the best description. It is a, a true, it is truth, right? And, and so I couldn't, leave all that behind. I, I, I knew because I, I'm an engineer and, and I love facts. I, I love theories and, and, and equations and all these things. I knew it was true. And so that meant I had to change. Right? And, and so I, I, I decided there that, okay, I'm going uh, to change. I'm going to learn to love people. And, and so you see is that's at, at the core of, of the law at the core of, of Jesus' message, at the core of following Jesus, at the core of the church is relationship. It's people. Uh, I, I've been, uh, and so now on, on the other side, I've been teaching through uh, Sunday school and, and going through the Gospel of Mark uh, at, at HCC. And uh, we've been starting out with, with two facts at every week. Uh, and, and, and fact number one is that uh, the, the kingdom uh, of God is, is here. We, we're living in it if we choose to. And, and that's, that's the church. And, and God is inviting all of us into this better way of life. He was inviting me to, to not be alone anymore. He was inviting me in, in, into life-giving relationship with him and, and with others. And, and so he, I, I had to relearn how to live my life because I had spent the first 20. I love God. I, I love science. I love programming. I'm going to go to work and sit behind my computer screen, and I'm going to come home and sit behind my computer screen where I don't have to interact with people um, except over chat, right? And, and so, but I had to relearn life, how to live in the kingdom of God rather than the kingdom of earth, right? And, and, and that's the meaning of the word gospel. It's not just my sins are forgiven. I, I go to heaven when I die. Yay. Right? It's, it's this word euangelion. It, it, it's a political word. It, it, it means the good news of a kingdom. But Jesus said, not a kingdom like what you or I might think of there. Otherwise, he told Pilate, my disciples would fight to protect it. But, but rather, it, it's, it's a heavenly kingdom. It's a spiritual kingdom. But, but one that is real and here today, we just read in Matthew 4, 17, that, that I had to repent. I had to turn away from how I was living my life that I was comfortable with, that I thought I knew how it should work. And I had to accept 
this life that Jesus said, follow me, and I will change you. And then I will put you on my mission of being in relationship with others so that through my workings that they can come into a relationship with Jesus and we can be in relationship together. I had to repent. The second is uh, how people change. It is people change, and it's by God's design, through relationship. And, and we'll get to that on, on the relationships that changed my life. But it, uh, to the point now where uh, we do this in every other sphere of life, uh, what's an internship? Someone tell, you know, what, what's an internship? What? Training, right? It's, it's training, but you know, you're, you're going into a given field, but uh, in theory, by the time you get to an internship, you've already had some classes, right? You, you've already had some technical courses, and if, if it's just knowledge alone that's necessary, we should never need internships. You, you go through your four years of, of schooling, you take your classes, and you should be ready to hit the field. But we all know there's more to it, right? That's what an internship is. Take a student who, who has the beginnings of knowledge, right, has the foundation, can start doing some little things and put them in relationship with experienced professionals. And through those relationships, they're going to learn how to act in that new environment. And it's, it's the same thing. If, if you take uh, an, an alcoholic, you take anyone else, right, they, they've learned certain behaviors. And... You, you don't help them by just simply come up, coming up and saying, hey, that's bad for your liver, or, or hey, this is destructive to your life. You should stop, right? No, it's, you, you get them out of the relationships they're in, and, and they form new relationships with, with, new, with a new community, and they learn new behaviors from those people. And the, but then for some reason, at least in my experience, it's different in the church. We, we uh, at least in my experience, what, what I grew up with is that reasoning was dropped at the door. It, hey, Matt, come to Sunday school. Come to Sunday night. Uh, we're going to love you while we're here. We're going to be in small groups. We're gonna, you're going to talk about your life while you're here, and it's going to be great, but, but then go home. And, and hey, don't, don't be a hypocrite. Like, you know, live, you know, live godly, but, but bye. See you on Wednesday. And... and there wasn't that, that relational component that continued throughout all of my life. It, it was Sundays and Wednesdays. And, and so I missed it for, for those, those 20 years. And you see, and it all started with John inviting me uh, to this. And, and as John understood and started learning more, uh, he, he took me under his wing and in small uh, and, and outside of small group, outside of church, he just invited uh, myself and, and, and Lindsay. We, we were uh, newly married and, and just invited us into he and Mitzi's life. And, and, and through that relationship, I learned how to love people. You see, I, God had, had done the work and, and first really changed me there. And then he, he put me in relationship with John where I could learn these new behaviors. Because if any of you know John and Michael is the same way, they love people. John and Michael love people. And, and so it, it's no coincidence that when I came down here 14 years ago that I was in relationship. I, I grew up going to camp with John and Michael. 
and over the years, and then when it all came to a head at DS1, that, that I knew I had to repent and, and learn this new way of life. I had to follow Jesus, that I was in relationship with Michael and John for the past decade, right? God had, had been setting that up for, for years, and, and it was through that that I saw, okay, I need to, to be in relationship with people. I need to learn to love people. And there were, uh, let me tell you, over that time, there, were, there was a lot of, of what I would call really dumb phone calls, right? Okay, I, I knew I was going to be having a tough conversation with someone and, and, and like, you know, hey, John, how, how do I not be a jerk here? Uh, okay, you know, because it, it, it's, again, I, I'm still your, your engineer's engineer. Look, you know, you, you present me with a problem, let me give you a solution. Don't be dumb, right? Okay. <laughs> If we're honest, a lot of our, our problems can be solved with, with those words, right? Don't be dumb. Um, but we, we can't say it like that, right? It, it, it's part of this longer conversation. And, and especially, and, and this thought, as I've been talking with, with some other people, and, and I've longed to say those words, but, but God has changed me to where it's actually not really. I, I don't really want to say those words. Um, I, I want to walk through in relationship with these people as, as, as they learn to change and go on the same journey because, you know, it's what if God had, had just treated me the same way? 20 years I prayed to him and said, God, I love you, but I don't, but I hate your people. For 20 years. God, I, I love you, but I don't like the people you love. For 20 years. And, and God was so patient with me, right? I, I mean, you know, just imagine if, if any, you know, you know, if for those who have kids, for, for the kids who say that, you know, hey, Daddy, I love you, but I hate your other children. Right? How's that going to work? Mom, I love you, but I hate your other kids. How's that going to work? Right? You know, there, there's going to be discipline and punishment involved. Um, you know, we don't talk like that. And, and no, we're a family. We, we love one another. The church is a family. We love one another. Everyone here on earth is a child of God. We love one another but I missed it. And, and so through these relationships, I started seeing how Michael and John loved, e loved each other in, in their own way and, and loved others. And, and so I began to change as I saw how they modeled that. And, and I started seeking to do likewise. You see, this, this comes out of, uh, I remember I was sitting at camp um, there it's the, the second or third day, you know, so we're all run ragged. Um, you know, the, the kids, you know, there's, uh, been a couple band-aids, a couple boo-boos, they're all tired. And, and, and Michael, uh, I don't even remember how it came up, but, but he just said, Hey, what do you make of this? And it was first John chapter two, verses one through six. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not ours only, but also for those of the whole world. By this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. The one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. The truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has been truly perfected. By this we know we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as Jesus walked. And 
I was a couple years into this, and, and it really hit me there that, yeah, that, that was me, you know, five years ago, ten years ago. I, I, I was that. I, I, man, I know God's commandments. I love God, but, but I was not loving people. Jesus made it clear that the truth wasn't in me. Right? And, and this was something that, that they, I heard them say at, at DS1, and it was also something that, that in, in that moment really struck me and I, I had uh, to, to wrestle with. But, but I, I've now come to, to fully believe it, that, that I love God no more than I love others. I, I, my relationship with God is no closer than my relationship with other people. And, and that verse makes it clear, right? Verse First uh, John chapter 3, verses 11 through 16 says, For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was the evil one, and slew his brother. Uh, and for what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brethren, if we know that we have, uh, if the world hates you. And, and here was another one. We know we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not abide, uh, who does not love, abides in death. In verse 16, we know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And so as I know that I have passed from death into life when, when I love other people. And, and that doesn't just happen. That, that's not a program, right? And, and and so this has been amazing for me because now it is what I am excited to do. I wake up excited to be in relationship with others, to, to have those conversations about, to, to just walk life with others. And, and I can't do it with everybody, but I can do it with one or two. And, and that excites me now to, to love these guys and, and watch them follow Jesus all the more. And, and that is exciting to me now. God has radically changed me. And, and, and it's what he wants to do with, with every Christian. You see, it's, I, I've, I've really come to believe that, that, that I am no closer to God than, than I am with others, that I love God no more than I love others. And, and I, had, I had to change in that. And, and I think that it's, God wants to, to radically transform every one of us, and, and not just in, in, hey, I was involved in bad behaviors before, and, and, and now I've, I've come to Jesus and, and I'm not, but, but in our, our relationships, right? Our, our relationships should, are, are now formed not just based on, hey, I like you, you like me, we have things in common, but it's based on God has loved me and I'm going to love you. And, and so as this, this verse I have felt for the past seven years now has, has really been the, the exciting thing for me. Uh, engineering is great, um, but, but I, I'm now working to, to leave engineering because this, this is what gets me excited now. You see, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16 says this, And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the works of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain unity in the faith and knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer 
to be children tossed here and there by the waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of man, by the craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Once again, I had to realize that I can't love alone. And this is what now excites me is, is talking with people and, and, and because I've seen the difference, I've personally experienced the difference in, in what I experienced in church my first 20 years of, hey, come here from 9 to 11 and, and we're going to have good sermon, good teaching, come back for youth group, it's going to be fun, we're going to break into small groups and talk about life and talk about peer pressure and, and, and we can be real and it's a great time from 5 to 7. And, and then, hey, we'll see you Wednesday. And, and, but, but instead, that, that now I'm excited to, hey, on Tuesday, on whatever day, outside of life group, uh, let, let me follow up. Let's just meet and, and talk and, and just talk through stuff together and, and point each other towards Jesus. I, I'm excited now. And, 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 watching, and watching people begin to, to get that and, and see and personally experience the difference that, that I experienced of, I, I grew up in this, in this sort of church, and, and, but now I'm in relationship with God's people. And there's a massive difference between the two. And, and, and maybe you have felt, maybe you've, you've seen the same. Uh, and and I, I hope you have, because this is what God had always meant uh, for, for his church for, in relationship. And, and so there, there's a story. Uh, there was a man who, who was possessed by demons. Uh, and, and as Jesus came across the shore, uh, you see this, this man, he, he threw himself in front of, of Jesus, and the demons that you know they, they said, you know, don't throw us uh, in, into hell. Um, and, and Jesus uh, commands the, the demons out of him. They go into these pigs. The pigs fall off the uh, fall off the cliff. And, and this man, you see, his life was a mess. He he was uh, living uh, living in the tombs, which in, in that day was was this the most unclean of places. Uh, in, in today's term, it, it would be houses where really bad things happen. It would be the equivalent of living in houses where really bad things happen or, or living in a club where bad things happen. That, that's, the, that's where this man was living. His life was wrecked. Uh, he, he was hurting himself. He, he, he was naked, right? He screamed at all hours of the night. This man's life was, was a mess. And and I originally thought, like, that's what a testimony was, was my life was a mess. And, and now I met Jesus. And look, I'm no longer living in those places. I now, I'm, I'm respectable. I, I have a family. I, I have a kid. And Jesus has changed my life, the glory to God. And, and that's an amazing story. But, but that's, that's not every story. You see, my story is, is one, I, I had amazing parents. Um, and, and they, they did their job well. They, they, they loved each other. They loved God. They made sure I was in church. And, and I, I don't have any of those problems. Right? I didn't grow up with, with, with all of those things. And, and so my story isn't the story of, of I was you know, addicted to all these things and, and Jesus freed me. But my story is, hey, my parents didn't do it perfectly. And, and as I just talked about in, in growing up in a church where I, I went there from five to seven, 
But, but I did grow up in the church, and, and it, my life was all the better for it. I didn't have those problems. But, but now my life is, is so much better as, as God has changed me to be in relationship. And, and life is so much better because this is what we were made for. We were made in God's image. And so your story, you have a story. It, it, it may be like the Gerasene de- demoniac. Your life was a mess before Jesus. Or maybe your story is like mine. I'm just an engineer. I came from a good home. I grew up in the church. I'm just a, a, a whatever. I, I had a good home. I, I love my family. You see, and, and so as I said, I, I'm now working on leaving engineering um, because I've, I've, Jesus has changed me and what I'm excited about. It, engineering still pays the bills, but um, I've recently accepted this pos- uh, position as a youth and family minister, something I, I never thought that, that I would do, and, and, and especially the family part, because before it was, man, I, I love junior and senior hires, but, but you want me to, to love some third graders? Uh, that, that, that's not my gift. It's not my gift. But, but I, I've done a couple weeks of, of kids camp, and that Jesus has changed me. So yes, now youth and family minister, and I'm excited about it. But so as Jesus cleaned, cleared this man's life up, he said this, Jesus, the, the man said, I want to follow you, Jesus. Let me follow you. Let me, you know, you, you saved me from this life. Let me follow you. And, and Jesus said, no, go back to your hometown and tell people this day what the Lord has done in your life and the great mercies he has had on you. So you see, all of you have a story. God has done amazing things in your life. He's done amazing things in my life. And, and what he's commanding us to do is to now be relational. And through those relationships, tell others what God is doing in our life. You know, hey, I, I, I just read this in scripture. What, what about you? What are you reading? How, what is God saying to you through that? Hey, what are you praying through? Just to, to tell what great things the Lord has done in your life, whether big or small. Just tell your story in relationship. Because when we do, we live relationally. Your life will be changed by Jesus as well. There, thank you.